We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the <laughs> the storm. What is this? Where are we? <laughs> welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. That's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the Happy Birthday Shara edition. <laughs> Shara's Yay. birthday was yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, there. Okay. I can't even talk. My gosh. No. This is the. Uh, I'm Rando. <laughs> I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. The birthday girl. Yes, yes. This is her birthday. Yeah, and they're over there eating. I made birthday cake for Shara. She requested uh, yellow cake with chocolate icing. I hope you like it. It is yummy. Good. Good. Thank you. And Corey's over there. Corey's got his piece because Shara brought the knives out and said, no, you're not taking my piece at all. I'm trying to share my piece. I'm like, whatever, dude. No. It's like, you can't have it. You got to cut your own piece there. So anyway, welcome to the podcast. Uh... Yeah, we got some uh, poppers going on today. We, uh, weird poppers. It's that time of year. It, yeah, I mean, hot weather. July is here. Um, oh, wait, before we get into poppers, I want to ask Sherry. So your birthday was actually yesterday, correct? It was July 21st. 21st. And how was it? What did you do? What did you get? Tell us all. Tell us all. Um, it was a good day, actually. I did... Kind of did nothing, which makes it a really good day. Perfect. I sat on the couch and watched all my favorite shows all day, and Corey took care of kids and went shopping. I opted not to go out to eat. I had that option. I can eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not ready to go in the restaurants where there's no masks. You know, I'm not either. family and everyone. So we stayed home, and Corey made my favorite dinner. Which is? Red and white lasagna. Ooh, that sounds good. I hadn't made it in years, so it was actually really good. And we had cake, and I went and got my nails done, and that was about it. So you just got a whole pampered, uh, pampered day. Yes, and I got lovely gifts from my children and Aww. Corey, I guess he'd have to tell the story of how he got a hold of this book because you can't find this book anywhere. It's a book you really wanted. I did. I didn't even realize how badly I wanted it until I got it. But. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So Corey, how did you come about with this book? Well, I went shopping and they didn't have it. I looked on Amazon and they didn't have it. Really? Well, they did. You just couldn't get it till like October. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's happened. I made a deal with a guy who uh, also owns a a store in New York City. Uh, He owns one in Springfield, too. His name's Barnes and Noble. Oh, nice. uh, (laughs) Nice. Anyway, her book, the book we have right here, was actually in. Times Square, Barnes and Noble, two days ago. Wow, this is the just only down one. the street where it took place. That's the closest one we could find. Wow, so Shara. So we overnight it for her birthday, and and we are, we're holding it right now. 
tell everybody what it is. That's not too far from the birthplace of Alexander Hamilton. Really? At Trinity Church. The book, because I am completely obsessed with Hamilton right uh, now. Yes. Um, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> but this is Hamilton the Revolution. So this was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, but this oh, is nice. his account of the play, like how he got the idea to write it, how he did all the studying on Alexander Hamilton, how everything in it is factual to an extent. There's very few yeah. liberties taken. That's like great. Very few. Majority of you it said is liberty in Hamilton. Oh, well. wow! Wow, that's intense. It's yeah. just how I speak now. No, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been this doing Ham- watching Hamilton. The crazy part of this is I'm not a history buff. That would be Corey. Corey is the history buff. He can tell you history forever. And, and I'm just, I mean, it's kind of cool. And I like to see things in person. Like I've been to DC and, and to look at the documents, that's all cool and all. But mm. like watching the play come to life and learning the story of how our country became what it is, how we. Well, I've always yeah. known, you know, he's on the $10 bill. I never knew he he was a gangster But everybody rapper, always but... wondered what what oh, really? he did because he didn't live to an old age like all the other founding fathers. Yeah. So his story really never got told. He's on the $10, but you're like, why? What did he do that put him on the $10? Yeah, because that's a common, you know, a common thing. You know, I have never seen Hamilton, I must admit. I know and every single person I have talked to that have seen it says the same thing. You have got to see this musical. You've got to. I mean, I've to. had people that didn't like it. They're, you know, you either like musicals or you don't. Yeah. But it's so much more than a musical. I mean, it is the story of America and how we became who we are and to see what our founding fathers went through. And I don't know. It's powerful. Like, I literally was on the edge of my... If I was in person watching it, I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have just been in tears the whole time. Oh, really? Because I remember, like, last podcast or something, we had to do it separately, but... Yeah. Uh, but you just, like, you, you just can't stop watching I can't. this. I mean, I did go a few days, I think, without watching it, but I was still playing the soundtrack every time I'm cleaning or doing anything around the house. But, yeah, now our big joke is, like, anything you say to us, we can, like, come back with it. <laughs> like a Hamilton rap Hamilton. type of thing. <laughs> response there's the lines go with your everyday life well my uh, my partner when i had the children's theater up in st louis caroline uh she saw it and she was just she was like begging me please go see this please go it's just amazing so i i think i'm going to actually have to have to see it i mean see to me because i haven't seen it and i'm not a history buff i'm like well, I don't like rap that much, but I didn't either. I've never been a rap fan. But this is changing people, so I, I would probably like this because of it's the content not stuff. So much rap. It's rap, but it's you can understand what they're saying as long as those closed captioning. Yeah, there you go. There are <laughs> some parts where I had to have closed captioning, but now I know what they're saying, and once you know what they're saying, it makes sense. But yeah. It, it made me start researching like things that were happening in the play. Then I wanted to look it up and see, did that really happen? Is that Mm. true? Is that how that went down? And so I've Googled so much. My poor phone, like if you just type in anything remotely close to anything in Hamilton, it pops up Hamilton (laughs) or Skylar sisters or whatever. But I mean, it's just, I've learned some really cool things. And And now you've got the book. Now I have the book. Oh, so, so Corey, you can spend more time on the, the BSR, which we call the bookshelf radar. And shares over with her. I've been doing, and I used to <laughs> love to read as a kid. I loved reading. I had tons of books, and I was always reading a book. I was that yeah. kid 
that mom was telling me, turn your light off, go to sleep. Oh, you know? yeah. And I'm like, just one more <laughs> chapter, one more chapter, one more chapter. But I haven't got to read since I've had kids. I right. mean, I have here and there, but I don't know. It's a rare moment that I get to sit down and just read. That's amazing. So I've been That's sitting great. out on my porch and reading and yeah. Well, now, did you get to go out on kayaking on Taney Como on your birthday? We didn't go on my birthday. We went the night before, just me and Corey, which was the first time we had been out, just the two of us. And gosh, I wish we could have found the alligator. <gasps> That's right. I, I forgot to put that on the thing. I'm not sure if I would have. Uh, yeah, we need to talk to about that. to go up close to it, though. I would have <laughs> kept it. Well, no. okay. Well, okay. Let, let, let me explain the whole alligator but thing. But he wouldn't have survived. In okay. Home. So, so here I am. I think I'm driving to work. You, you, yeah. I'm driving to work. You're texting me. And it's like there's an alligator on Taney Como. So immediately in my brain, You're I'm like, thinking, yeah, okay, right. well, y'all, y'all are out there. You're kayaking. So my, my. Uh, my response, I think, was, well, it's, was it still inflated? You know, thinking the kid was in, in an alligator or whatever. Right. And he goes, no, really. And he sent me the article. There was really an alligator. <laughs> now, right. it's not a huge, you no, know. it was a lo- baby alligator. Baby alligator, not not a Louisiana alligator. They thought or... he was actually a lizard before they got close. I yeah. mean, he was a good foot and a half long yeah, or so. Yeah, it was well, a cute little thing. head to tail, yeah. Well, it's on ozarksfirst.com. So if any of our podcast listeners that are not from around here, just go, <clears throat> excuse me, go online, ozarksfirst. Is that right? Ozarksfirst.com? Mm, yes. And I think... Everybody that thinks, you know, everything's fake news. This one's real. No, <laughs> no, there, really no, this one's real. We have theories yeah. of how this happened. How it the alligator It would caught. not survive in Tanicoma. Tanicoma is really cold. It really is. Uh, they live in the tropics, people, remember? Uh, yeah. Either yeah. someone let him go in Tanicoma or he was let go in a creek around Tanicoma. Uh, he was a pet. He had been a pet. But uh, we were talking with our friend Therese and Therese is big into animal conservation. She used to have her own business with uh, uh, snakes and stuff. Oh, anyway, wow. Cool. Stuff. And, okay. And she goes, now what we got to do is we got to figure out, was there a reptile show where reptiles were for sale in the past few months in this area? I was like, well, I've never heard of that in Branson. I don't, yeah, I've never heard of that she either. She sent us a screenshot. Two months ago, there was one in Springfield. You're kidding. And she says, every time there's one of these shows somewhere, this is what happens. Because oh my gosh. the thing starts to nip at the, their owners or starts to bite at them. And they go, that's and enough of that. And they just go release it. And they go and they release just... it in the wild. No, you take it to like well, the wasn't conservation. That but wasn't that somewhere around Springfield or whatever that someone released a python or that got was about loose five or... years ago? Oh gosh! And it was missing for a long time. And, like I think local, they found you know, like small animals were going missing. And well, yeah, and and I agree with the article. When you read the article, they were saying, you know, it. I mean, I mean, alligators—they're cold-blooded, right? Right. Yeah. So it would not really survive a, a winter. Here. I mean, and like the you waters said, of Taney Coma are just like way 45, too cold. 50 degrees. I mean, it, it's it's chilly. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it their reptiles it. are cold blooded, but they live in warm tropical. So the next time you all go out kayaking. Well, and it's funny because we had <laughs> joked that some of the areas we went down Turkey Creek and it's still up, it's still flooded. And so yeah. there's a lot of grass in the water. I mean, the water's up in the grass. Yeah. So there's a lot of tall, grassy, swampy-looking areas. Uh-huh. We're like, man, this looks like alligator country. You know? <laughs> Florida. Yeah. Now, snakes. I mean, snakes, they're, oh, yeah. they're in the water. Snakes. Well, and if this had been Arkansas, I mean, there's down parts of Arkansas that there Southern are alligators. Arkansas, they, you know, they have alligators So he got on there. the right creek or stream or whatever, but usually those, I don't, 
babies are they really actually i don't know i'd have to look up my alligator history but i don't know how far <laughs> they wander from mama until they get yeah, a little this bigger ha- i mean i mean if it, there's no if there's no mama around which i don't think i no. mean this was kind of obvious this was you know some the owner said i don't want any part of this let's just let it go you know so or know. maybe somebody went on vacation found an egg thought they would bring an egg home didn't sure. know what it was <laughs> They hatched an alligator, and they're like, whoa, Nelly, no. Is that possible? Well, you'd have been pretty good to get that away from (laughs) Mama, because they protect their eggs. I was going to say, you know, you'd have to have a big old baseball bat or something. Anyway, yeah, I I knew there was something else I needed to add to the outline, because I always make an outline for the pocket, and that's one I forgot. It's like, the alligator in Branson, but It's crazy that we were just there, and... Well, and its name is Bo because they said that, like the, the, the there was a tour. It was a guide service, and the, yeah. the customer's name was Bo. So is it is it by the customer's request? Yes. Can they name it? His name was Bo. It's like so, Bo the alligator. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But Bo went to a, a home. He went yes. somewhere that he could be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, the conservation. You know, they did not kill it, so don't worry. You know, everything. But it, it conservation department took care of it. Uh, going to give it a new home, and and everything's good. Okay, so now let's talk about the afternoon poppers. Actually, they're not just afternoon poppers. We had like a late, later night popper last night. I was icing Shara's cake at 11 o'clock, and all of a sudden I heard this roar on my roof. And I was like, you know, listening, I was listening to a podcast, like, what is this? So I turned the, the mixer off and I turned the, the podcast off, and it was pouring. Wow. I went to sleep early pouring. last night. I'm usually still awake, but. Well, you had a rough day. Well, <laughs> but I, but it's once I'm asleep, we have a box fan going, and but I do remember I woke up because he was up, and he said something about he was listening to the rain or what. Because I'm like, what are you doing awake? Yeah. He's like, I'm listening to the rain or I'm watching the weather or something, and that was when I could hear the. Well, and then and then you texted me that our weather station was recording a rain rate of two inches per hour. Right. So in about fifteen or twenty minutes. I recorded two thirds of an inch. I thought, "Holy wow. crap!" <laughs> needed it. Uh, yeah. Well, see, that that's my my thing. It's like, yes, we need it, but I, we don't need it all at once. Right. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I tell, let me tell you, it, it formed a, a line from you know the Bentonville area, Rogers, up okay. to you know Branson, and up to the northeast. There's a thin line, and it was kind of training over the same area. But uh, you know, there were some. Storms and rain developed in the Fayetteville, Bentonville area, and he goes, oh, they're not going to really make it to Branson. Yeah. Well, they they, they just kind of bubbled up over the same area. And do you know what they I, – I, the, the Tulsa National Weather Service posted this this morning. Okay. It was a radar image uh, of uh, estimated radar estimated rainfall. The area between Bentonville, Rogers, and Cave Springs in Benton County, Arkansas – uh, received over five inches of rain. Whoa! Reports, actual reports, were five, four to six inches. But radar is estimating five point five inches fell south of Bentonville, Arkansas last Holy night. Holy cow! And that's, I mean, it was just like a three-hour between midnight and four a.m. So four hours. So, yeah, in the yeah. middle of the night. Well, you know, they they were the models. Some of the models were kind of hinting. That this activity, you know, the pop activity was going to continue into the evening hours, but overnight, that that's just weird. And my mother texted me this morning and said that she got about, oh, what was it, inch and three quarters or something like that uh, out of 
stuff that happened last night. I wouldn't call them poppers last. It was riding on something. Oh yeah. Oh d- yeah. Agree. Yeah. I I agree. Because yeah, it was just this long line. Um, I think sometimes they call it a, a zone of baroclinicity, which it's it's kind of a focus mechanism of of. Uh, of airflow and and there's there's just enough temperature change and pressure change then it just kind of wants to f- keep firing and that looks like what it was doing last yeah, night I but i so. thought it was going to calm down so i was like yeah it's not going to do anything and it's like holy cow and i went and stood on my front porch and of course my my driveway always floods and it was flooding but then it stopped because i, I always get freaked out now because my landscaper guy has not called back he's going to we're going to get together this week and figure out how to mitigate any water going into my basement. <laughs> so, so that's, that's a really good plan. Good. Yeah. How long you lived here? <laughs> yeah. 21. Well, it's only happened like three times when the water breaches the, the curb, that's when it gets in the basement. All right. But normally like, don't you put like sandbags or something? Don't you have I something have sandbags. That... Yeah. Uh, and we'll see if it works. At least water is more likely to go in your basement than your attic. You know, that's a great point. I never thought of Especially that. Especially since I'm the one who installed a weather station oh, right above your oh. bed. Oh. You know. Oh, please. <laughs> Ambient Weather, the maker of our weather station, now offers for purchase a leak detector that hooks into your weather station that you put right under it. And it will alert you if it detects any moisture coming in underneath your, radio, your weather station uh, on your roof. Great. How much? I don't know. But find it's a, out. It's a, it's a true thing. Find true out. True story. <laughs> they probably had this. Uh, I'm going to guess this has been an issue for them in the past. So they thought, well, maybe we should uh, come oh, up great. with a way to make some more money. Well, I mean, I would rather pay for the leak detector than have, you know, yeah. mold and stuff in my attic. They'll have to burn my house down. I'll have to move. And my beautiful green screen, that's the biggest in southwest Missouri, I may, may say. So. I, I'd say biggest in Missouri. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yes. Well, this is going to continue for a couple more days. Um, it looks like... Now, I've been following this, and I even mentioned something on our Facebook page uh, the other day. It's, it's the models that GFS was saying it, and I was like, I was hesitant to say anything. And then the Canadian kind of started coming into play. It's like, mm, so I'm going to say something. Um, do you remember... Like several podcasts ago when I always say something like, you know, I've, I've seen the scenario where we have a really hot July and then all of a sudden in August, the temperatures cool down into the 80s. Remember me saying that? Because I... Yes. Well, guess what? The GFS and the Canadian and some of the GFS ensembles now are saying by the 1st of August, we could get highs back down into the 80s now. A cool cool down from Canada. Yeah. We need that on August 1st it, at 9 a.m. It's... Why? Why? Oh, yeah. High school graduation His son is morning. graduating that morning. I guess he's already forgotten. But <laughs> at least it's in the morning, though. They made it in the morning because August is so hot. Normally, it would be at 7 o'clock at night, but that right. would be... And the way the sun sets facing the stadium, right. it would have been miserable. So they are having it in the morning. Gotcha. Well, no, that's that's perfect. Which that's could a, still be really hot in August at nine a.m. Yeah, but well, see now, now timing the timing differences on the models are a little bit different. Like like the GFS is now saying maybe the tw- the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, we could start feeling the effects. Now, okay, I'm for a disclaimer. I'm not suggesting that we're going to have a really big cool down. No. Like 
November and October. No, I'm talking about highs getting out of the 90s because we've been getting highs in the 90s. Highs in the mid 80s, maybe lows in the you mid know, to this upper 60s. Is becoming in the past 10 years, this has probably happened three or four Augusts. I know. So that's why I'm thinking. I'm not so sure like what's causing know. it. And, but I tell you this: could uh, be the alligators. The, uh, six to the, the Climate Prediction Center they put out their six to ten day uh, outlook mm. today, mm-hmm. and uh, we are in. And this only goes to August first. Okay, uh, we are in the below average on on temperatures ah. already. So, oh, we are for the next six to ten days. Now wait a minute. Because the, the average year... high is ninety. Well, this is valid. But it's uh, usually in the hundreds, isn't it? Well, yeah, but our average oh, it's valid is... July twenty eighth. So yeah. So three, I'm three thinking the back to okay. the year we got married, and that was our wedding day, which is July twenty sixth. Was hot, like it was over a hundred degrees. It was oh, miserable. Oh no! And I mean, I remember our whole honeymoon <coughs> stayed like that. It was so hot. But then even our first anniversary was. 106, 107. It was ridiculous. Dear like Lord. I just remember it used to <laughs> oh, wow. be so hot in the summers. And we it, just don't have those miserable Well where it lasts right. for weeks. You know, like we get a day here and there. But Right. And it used to be in August. It used to be like like you're saying, like several years ago, five or six years ago in August. I remember uh, and I mentioned it last time on the podcast. It's where we had like excessive heat warnings for the entire area for days. I haven't seen that in a while. This is the six to ten day. This is six days. So the six days valid of validity are the twenty eighth through the first. All right. Ish. Now, you know, east of Taney County is still in the normal. West is thirty a thirty percent of below normal. So it's not below. that big of a right. You know, the, it's the still chance, gonna be yeah. hot. It's just not gonna. I mean, you're, oh yeah, you know, it's summer. You're not gonna get like chilly out there when you're mowing the yard or anything well that, that's what i was saying we're not looking at august and i mean october and you know november temperatures at this point where it's going to be below the i mean the average high right now and it's, it's like 90 91 and it's going to stay there until well the end of august i gotta look at that i should look at that during the uh, weather school i'm gonna write that down average Hi, because I haven't done that in a while. Uh, yeah, so if we're below that, you know, that would correlate. And now some of the TV stations I saw in their seven-day, uh, the end of their seven-day, which would be Monday and Tuesday, they're talking about highs 85, 88. That's much better, much better than what we're doing right now. But we're still stuck in this pattern. I mean, tomorrow, Thursday, highs back in the 90s, going to be kind of humid. Those poppers are coming back in. Um Kind of surprised to see the the marginal risk arm that kind of went back to Branson today. Uh, that's gone. It's almost a daily thing. We're in marginal now. I, I know. I mean, there's general. General is like zero, and then marginal is the first level. And there we yeah, we didn't have anything. We had general, but then marginal. And I, was, I texted you and went, we are in marginal again. <laughs> it's all those OBs flying everywhere. It's true. It's so true. Yeah, these storms fire up and down, and then boom, there goes an OB. They're everywhere, all around the place. And if you're, if one of those comes over you, then you're going to have a nice temp drop and breezes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you're going to get some rain and not just a tease, you know? How mm-hmm. much rain did we get in the past couple of days here at the uh, 
headquarters. Let's see here. I think it's two thirds of an inch or something. Point six seven. I mean, there's since so many. Uh, eleven p.m. last night, we've had uh, eight tenths. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. We got another zero point one four inches today, but most of that came last night in the. Okay. In the. Uh, because I was doing my show today and I was watching these poppers going. Yeah, and I texted you. You were busy because I was looking on radar scope, really zoomed in type, and uh, you know with the locator, the GF, uh, GFS GPS locator on on radar scope, and it was showing a little popper east of Branson, but I was looking north of Branson and seeing a popper. So I was thinking, well, if I send these two pictures to you, could you post them or whatever? But then it just it, it was bubbling up and down so fast today. Right. We got a nice shower though, you know, this afternoon. Uh it got everything wet. It was uh it rained pretty well. I mean, it watered the plants. And that's what people you know, people in our comments, that's what they're saying. It's like we just know do we have to watered. Yeah, we just want to we don't want to have to go in do we have to in water my the yard. History, as long as I go water my plants or wash my car, it'll rain. <laughs> All right. Well, and my mother, she was thrilled because uh, the inch and a, inch and three quarters or whatever she got last night, she didn't have to go out this morning and fill up the birdbath. The birdbath was all. You know. See, we don't have our own plants to water. We have to babysit plants. You babysit plants? We babysit Grant or Grant Grayson's plants. <laughs> Grayson is growing all kinds of peppers and things. Oh, and geez. he will like literally text daily. And, and sky water is so much better my... than tap water for him. It, oh yeah, definitely more nitrogen and whatever they need is in that water. It, yeah, and acid and yeah. lava and right. Saharan dust and all sorts of things. No, I think the Saharan dust events probably I'm about tired. over. So, well. I took a look at the tropics, and the tropics have really kicked up. And we have, uh, we've been saying on our site, um, I'm, I'm going to come back to the Atlantic here in a minute, but the Pacific Ocean, we have Hurricane Douglas. And with the 7 p.m. update, um, that thing is going to become a major hurricane. But about a day, like tomorrow, they said major hurricane, and then Friday back down to hurricane status. But the thing we really have to watch out for is the forecasted track is right directly over the Hawaiian Islands. Um, and yesterday's outlook was saying it could be it going to go down to a tropical storm, you know, some some higher winds or whatever in rain. And the uh, tonight's update said it could be an actual hurricane when it hits the big island of Hawaii. And we actually have followers and listeners in Hawaii. David and, and Shelby and Sherry and Chris uh, are out there. It's still far away, though. And Hawaii is so tiny in... And it would have to be on the perfect trajectory to, to hit that little island, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why Hawaii doesn't get hit that often. I mean, I don't ever in my lifetime remember a, a direct hit to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, well some of the outer yeah. islands have been like Kauai, Maui, and yeah, stuff like, that. like Well, they get brushed, but I don't remember yeah. a direct hit. I mean, not like 
you hear on Florida and, and, and Caribbean. Right. And, Have you seen NHC's uh, outlook? I mean, and, yeah. and that cone of uncertainty, I mean, it, and it could wobble either way. It can go either way. But that cone of uncertainty is where they think the eye wall is going to go. Now, if this thing is a hurricane... Granted, you're going to have like hundreds, is it hundreds or just tens of, lots of tens of miles on outside? You know what I mean? I mean, you could get like a couple of hundred, what was that major one, like Irma or something was just, a, or Maria, I don't know. There was one out in the Atlantic a couple of years ago that was just a monster hurricane uh, before it made landfall. So we're, we're going to be watching that, um, and really there's nothing else in the Pacific, but... We have a disturbance in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, and it's they're really thinking that's going to develop into something. Uh, it's a big red X. Uh, we always talk about the yellow Xs, orange Xs, and the red Xs, and the red ones are like 80 to 90 to 100% chance it's going to do something, and we got a big old red X out there. Um, so soon, maybe tomorrow, it may become an actual uh, depression, so we'll see. And also, in the middle, we've got Tropical Storm Gonzalo, which is at 45 west. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's, what, halfway between Africa and South America. But anyway, its trajectory is going, actually forecasted to go between the Dominican Republic and South America, right in the open water, and go to Jamaica. Now, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Did, didn't you see something earlier, Corey, that... That it was kind of saying, yeah, it was going to do that, or it might not. Um, I, it's so far out there that we just don't know yet. It is far out there, pretty far. We just don't know what's going to happen. We, I, I like following it though. I like watching. I'm kind of a. I would love to. I want to be in one someday. You said that. I don't. Yeah. Maybe Wouldn't a tropical storm. A hurricane. Yeah. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to experience. It doesn't have to be a huge Category Five, but I want to experience what. I want to experience the adrenaline, and it has to be a direct hit. I would do a tropical okay, see, storm. The people that live in those and their houses are destroyed might disagree with you. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to live there. Well, no, but oh, so you don't care about other people's stuff being destroyed. Oh, no, you just want to go down there. Do. I mean, I, I, I understand what you mean, but it's like I don't want to be a cat. I don't want to be anywhere near those. No, N- not a cat five. But I mean, watching I, it on TV is plenty of adrenaline for me. Oh, and see all the Weather Channel people get fling up and right. <laughs> hit the head with stop signs. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't want anybody to get but, hurt. But a tropical storm, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. That roar of that constant wind going on. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's you know. Uh, 40, 50, maybe even 60 mile an hour, that'd be okay. But we're talking about 120 like, miles an I've hour. I've walked no. outside on some windy days, and there has been times when I literally had to grab a hold of my child because it was that strong, they were going to fall down. But I can't even imagine. I mean, the winds that could just blow you miles so away. So you have to be protected. I wouldn't want to be out chasing it. I want to be in a, a sturdy building. You know, the dominator. I, you know, I like to go outside <laughs> as it's approaching, but yeah, you know, once things start flying around, you need to get back in. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. If you go out there, because that's what I do before a storm. I want to go out there. I want to see that that main wind front come through and see the wind. But yeah, stuff starts, you know, projectiles that could you know lacerate your temples. No, I don't want right. to. Yeah. 
But if you had a little window, you could watch out there. <laughs> so I think Cher is like a, a hard no some, on this one. <laughs> we've watched some heavy-duty storms on the ocean from miles away. Yet they didn't look like they were miles away. It looked like they were just... Oh, because you guys cruise. That's right, because you did cruises and stuff. Yeah. Did, did you see a lot on cruises? Well, I just remember a, a couple of times there being massive storms, and our little ship just goes around them. But yeah. when you're out in the open ocean... You know, you can look over there and you can see the black clouds and the lightning and the waves are crashing. Wow. But we're over here in the sun, smooth seas. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. But it's the same as, you know, if we were here in Branson watching it storm you I, know, I was in gonna Ozark. Say, I was going to say if you're in Oklahoma, because you can see it way yeah, out I mean, there. You can here. see way far away. And, and, and so. you're, not, you're not even... You know, affected by it, you can no. just see it. I mean, we just go around it. And that would be now. That would be cool. Afar. But that's my biggest fear is to be on one of those cruise ships and it's like, ooh, we got a stupid captain. We're, we we uh-huh. needed to go around this and this tropical storm and everything. I mean, like honestly, this. we've always gone during hurricane season too. And well, of course. <laughs> they yeah. they go around the storms, or they change their course. Like there's been days where okay, we're going to stop here instead of going on here or whatever because there's a storm rolling in or I mean, if there's truly a hurricane, you you know days in advance of a hurricane. Right. They're going to cancel your cruise. Wow. Or reschedule you or what. I mean, they're not going to go out if there's a hurricane coming. They better not. Typically, if you know there's a hurricane coming, they're going to be able to get back in time. Or, Like I said, change right. the course. They're going to go somewhere else. Go around it. Well, and hurricanes are just like a big old engine. It's not like a tornado that could be moving That pops up or, suddenly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you if it's a big old hurricane, you've got it on radar. You've got it on satellite. You're watching it. It's moving at X miles an hour, and it's not very If it's bigger, it's not very fast. And the ocean is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It what? is? Well, so, some of them are. The ones I've seen are. (laughs) (laughs) Have you just gone in like Caribbean? Is that basically your cruise? Yeah. Agenda? That's all we've ever cruised is the... We've never gone further than the Bahamas. Bahamas, well... More east of the Bahamas. Jamaica is... Or more south than Grand Cayman and Jamaica. Those are way down there. See, I've done the western... Caribbean, yeah. Jamaica, Cayman, Jamaica. Yes, we've done like that one. That one, but I haven't been to the east. It's like, yeah. Bahamas was our first one, which was just a little three day off of out of Miami. Oh, really? Back when we could cruise. Yeah, as a cruise sh- ships going anymore now? No, Who knows? they're Damn. not going anywhere. <sighs> Those are just floating petri dishes. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't want. Of course, I'm not a cru- cruise type of guy anyway. I went on one; it was fine. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, those. I are did the, it. Those are the things that you you either love them or you hate them. Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Like we were totally addicted after the first one. I mean, I mean, it wasn't horrific or anything. It's like, yeah, this is just not me. <laughs> you yeah, know. But I've known people that yeah absolutely hated it and they don't ever want to go on one or wow. have no desire. But. Uh, well, we love them. They, they should come to the show about Branson Bell here in Branson. There you go. Here in Branson, a little advertisement for Branson. They're open. Uh, well, Corey, you got what do you got over there, Corey? Well, funny you should ask. Okay. Did you happen to see the the sunset tonight? No, I did not. No, I was in here making the outline for the podcast. Right. <laughs> well, I posted it. I posted a picture someone sent us of the sunset. Oh. It was a very unique sunset. It was very cool. And uh, I did a little explanation of why it was that way. Oh, cool! Let's. I, I, show I you should call that. Yeah, the picture. There's the sunset. 
pretty cool. Oh, huh? wow. And that's Storm on our, our page, right? I just posted on the Facebook page, Storm Norweather. Nice. I've never seen it with the purple and green lines. Yeah, it's before. like the purple and green <laughs> lines. Well, my wife dropped my phone in the pool the other day. It's <laughs> lucky it comes on at all. Anyway, <laughs> there's, but a it shadow. Come on. <laughs> there's a shadow in between those purple and green yeah, lines. Yeah, okay. Well, that's caused by a little storm over by Joplin blocking the sunlight. Oh, and you did the radar. Yeah. <gasps> How cool is that? So... Take a gander at that if you haven't seen it already. Oh, yeah, on our cool. Facebook page. And I, I don't think we're going to be posting a whole lot more. So, yeah, if you get it tomorrow, uh, when you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you know, scroll down and see that. we got tons and tons and tons of cool things there. So how's the drought monitor going on? It's dry. We're getting more dry, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oklahoma's looking very bad. Half the state's in drought. And it just keeps kind of moving to the east ever so slightly every week. Uh, They'll update that again tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, so yeah. it'll be updated on our website, stormdoorweather.com, in the morning about 8 a.m. See, that that's the only bad thing about recording the podcast on Wednesday, because they record it, or they, re- they update it tomorrow on Thursday. So, yeah, and maybe we should start making a post, seriously, because people are listening to the podcast. Or we don't know what they're going to say tomorrow, but abnormally dry is getting worse. Well, we're uh, already abnormally dry. Parts of western Missouri are in a moderate drought already. Oh, really? Yeah, like yeah, close to the Joplin area, Nevada, most of McDonald County. And, you know, that extends from Oklahoma. So they're even worse than we are over here. And that's how it starts. Uh, yep. Yeah, and these, the, I mean, and we've had these poppers and stuff, but poppers are not what's going to get us out of a drought. Those are just isolated, random showers and maybe storms that dump like last night, dump two thirds of an inch in twenty minutes and then go away. That's not gonna. That's not a drought buster. Right. So we're gonna keep watching that, and uh, we've talked about cloud seeding before. I mean, a lot of. Uh, there's been some talk about that. I haven't heard it in a while, but I I, th- I thought cloud seeding was very very interesting. And since we're becoming abnormally too moderately dry now, that could be an option. Um, don't know. I don't know if COVID is up there in the in the cloud seeding airplanes or not. But anyway, our weather school is all about cloud seeding, how it's done, and is it really effective? So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. For this weather school, we're going to talk about something that has been somewhat controversial in the past. Cloud seeding. Cloud seeding is a type of weather modification that aims to change the amount or type of precipitation that falls from clouds. This is done by dispersing substances into the air that serve as cloud condensation or ice nuclei, which alter the microphysical processes within the cloud. The usual intent is to increase precipitation but hail and fog suppression are also widely practiced in airports where harsh weather conditions are experienced. The most common chemicals used for cloud seeding include silver iodide, potassium iodide, and dry ice. Liquid propane 
which expands into a gas, has also been used. This can produce ice crystals at higher temperatures than silver iodide. After promising research, the use of hygroscopic materials, such as simple table salt, is becoming more popular. When cloud seeding, increased snowfall takes place where temperatures within the clouds are between 19 above and 4 degrees below zero. Introduction of a substance such as silver iodide, which has a crystalline structure similar to that of ice, will induce snowfall production. Cloud seeding chemicals may be dispersed by aircraft or by dispersion devices located on the ground, like generators or canisters fired from anti-aircraft guns or rockets. For release by aircraft, silver iodide flares are ignited and dispersed as an aircraft flies through the inflow of a cloud. Whether cloud seeding is effective in producing a statistically significant increase in precipitation is still a matter of debate, with contrasting results depending on the study in question and contrasting opinion among experts. A study conducted by the National Academy of Sciences failed to find statistically significant support for the effectiveness of cloud seeding. Stanford University ecologist Rob Jackson surmised the reporting by opining, quote, I think you can squeeze out a little more snow or rain in some places under some conditions, but that's quite different from a program claiming to reliably increase precipitation. In 2003, the U.S. National Research Council released a report stating, quote, Science is unable to say with assurance which, if any, seeding techniques produce positive effects. A 2010 Tel Aviv University study claimed that the common practice of cloud seeding to improve rainfall with materials such as silver iodide and frozen carbon dioxide seemed to have little, if any, impact on the amount of precipitation. A 2011 study suggested that airplanes may produce ice particles by freezing cloud droplets that cool as they flow around the tips of propellers, over wings, or over jet aircraft, and thereby unintentionally seed clouds. This could have potentially serious consequences for particular hailstone formation. In the United States, Cloud seeding is used to increase precipitation in areas experiencing drought, to reduce the size of hailstones that form in thunderstorms, and to reduce the amount of fog in and around airports. In the summer of 1948, the usually humid city of Alexandria, Louisiana, seeded a cloud with dry ice at the municipal airport during a drought and quickly received 85 hundredths inches of rainfall. Here are some statements from a few countries around the world. In Indonesia, cloud seeding was used to minimize a flood risk in anticipation of heavy floods in 2013, according to the Agency for Assessment and Application of Technology. Israel states they have been enhancing rain in convective clouds since the 1950s. The practice involves emitting silver iodide from airplanes and ground stations. 
The seeding takes place only in the northern parts of Israel. In France, cloud seeding began during the 1950s with the intent of reducing hail damage to crops. In Southeast Asia, open burning haze pollutes the regional environment. Cloud seeding has been used to improve the air quality by encouraging rainfall. Scientists may not be sure if cloud seeding actually works, but despite the skepticism, countries are moving forward. So the big question is, is it all worth the effort? Much more data has to be collected in order to state for certain that the efforts of man will have any major effect on the works of Mother Nature. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's everything you probably need to know or not even want to know about cloud seeding. I just thought it was really interesting that that's actually a thing and they they try to do it so just be careful if you do that um during the weather school Corey and i walked outside and we were looking well trying to look to see if we could see comet neowise and what'd you find Corey? i'm happy to report we didn't see it yeah it's just As saying, there's there was no a way mixture between <laughs> light pollution and and clouds that made it you know, yeah. I mean, we're we're outside of Branson. I'm I'm outside of Branson, but not that far. I'm like two miles, send, maybe. Send sympathy cards too. Yeah, <laughs> Corey's <laughs> very upset that he hasn't seen it yet. Well, I, he's tried every night. Every night, oh. and and oh yeah, I've seen the space station once, but that's right. Um, last last week you were talking I about saw space, the space station, and it's starting nice. to get dim now. It's starting to dim. Yeah. they were expecting it to dim like. A week or two ago, and it didn't. But now it's starting. You can oh, still really? see it, but it's starting to get dimmer now. Okay, like the tail or whatever yeah, you're talking well, about. The whole thing. It's just going to not be here for another six thousand years soon. So, well, I'll if be, you I'll get be a around. clear night, drive out to the country and take a gander at it. Yeah, you're going to have to go out. I think, like we mentioned last week, to to like the remote areas of the county, uh, like you know, just south of Taneyville. I mean, just c- oh, completely away from light pollution. And it's uh, what time is it now? It's like nine forty three now. And honestly, I-, I was debating when we were out there at nine thirty during the weather school. It's like, well, is that is this? Do we have twilight or is that the city of Branson? And I think. The sun sets before. We shouldn't have twilight now. That's probably Branson. It set an hour and 15 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. So that, that's Branson lights. Yeah. So And then my neighbor across the street has his garage door open and the light on. Yeah. So, of course, you know, you can't see that. Anymore. Anyway, so, yeah, if you can, if anybody, any of our followers can get out and get a good picture of Neowise, send us a picture. We'll, we'll highlight you. We'll give you cred and post it on our Facebook page. Did you hear what happened in St. Louis? I read where four people got struck by lightning. <laughs> I saw some great lightning footage on Weather Nation that night. It, ah. it was showing the, the arch and light cloud to ground lightning just right in that four area. Four people got struck oh. at the same time? Well, in the by same the same storm. lightning strike? Now, or it wasn't, just it four wasn't in, in the same s- park where they got struck by lightning. So they were in the same area. Oh, okay. I was say, like, yeah. that is crazy that they would have got struck in all different places all over the city, but... So you think they were all like standing under trees and it just I don't know, I'm, it could be traveling from tree to tree? And well, it it can, but I, I know. it was pretty 
wicked light. Are they okay? For did sure. they live? I didn't see the I, story. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't read the whole story. I just read part of it. But yeah, it's uh, uh, if if you Google four hospitalized after lightning st- struck by lightning in St. Louis, St. Louis. That's not that's that scary. Part. Yeah, um, they were injured. They were not killed. Okay, you got Good. it up. Yeah, eight yeah. o'clock in in Mark. Marquette Park. So were these oh, okay. people related or just four random bystanders? Four men were injured. Uh, Probably out playing disc golf. All four rushed to area hospitals after being electrocuted with one person in critical condition. Hmm. Now, we talked about this before, but Shara, uh, when you say when you're struck by lightning... They were together, by the it's, way. It's just... That's it's what just I was asking. The, elect- the electricity goes through you, but it messes up your electrical system, right? Right. Only one man was struck directly by the bolt, and the other were others were impacted by the force. Uh, depends fell. on where it enters, where it comes yeah. out, if it comes out. All four okay. fell to the ground, but two eventually were able to stand up and begin performing CPR on the one who was directly hit. Wow, that's exactly what happened to my friend. Like, really? They they were paralyzed, and like he literally couldn't move. He could only move his arms. He was army crawling over to his friend trying to do CPR, but he couldn't move his legs. One of the oh men, my. they were playing soccer. Oh, It's the same mm. as like, I mean, you think it getting tased mm-hmm. knocks you off your feet. Well, I mean, electricity from lightning is going to be so much oh, more gosh, powerful yes. than a taser. One yeah. of the men of the four, uh, well, they were all playing soccer, uh, the bolt hit a guy, but, but it impacted the people standing right next to him, it said the bolt was so powerful it hit the side of his face before knocking his shoes off. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. I guess because it exits your body or something? I mean, it, it'll leave your body somewhere, but, I mean, it'll go out your fingertips, it'll go out your toes, Just, it'll make you wet yourself. Yeah, because, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you mean, lose all function. Like 10 million volts of electricity, I would wet myself, too. <laughs> Here's a bit of information I didn't know. Okay. According to the National Weather Service, and that's a pretty uh, re- respectful, respectable organization. Of I, I would say, yeah, yeah. Well, the state of Missouri is among the top 10 states with the highest number of lightning fatalities from 2010 to 2019, with 10 deaths recorded. Did you really? know that? Do you think we have more lightning, or we just don't know how to come well, in out of it? Well, lightning deaths. Yeah, right. Well, I, <laughs> oh boy. I mean, because we're in you know, I could go the two Midwest or three different directions with of tornadoes. That. So, uh, yeah. so far, <laughs> so far in 2020 in the United States, there have been eight lightning deaths. Wow. Did not know that. So there you go. And most of them are in Missouri. But yes, right. most people don't know that your heart actually has electrical currents that keep it going. And well, so, that's why I was asking it because it starts jacking with all your electrical systems and your heart doesn't know how to beat and your your brain's electrical, but people have epilepsy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the elect- electrical stuff there. Between tw- 2006 and 2019, uh, 418 fatal lightning strikes uh, during that time, 62% of those were linked to leisure activities. People Golf. are just outside and don't know when to come in. Were fishing while being at the beach, camping, farming, and and then farming and ranching make up the the rest. We had people the, today large, not in, golf. They don't mention golf. Golfers probably know how to come in out of the rain. Yeah, they're not going to be stupid, right? They're exactly. holding a metal rod. I they're going to come in. They have they have lightning sirens on a lot of these golf courses. 
especially in the bigger cities where if there's oh. lightning, it'll sound a siren and you have to get off the course. There uh. were people in the pool today when it was lightning. I mean, like we were sitting outside watch, listening to it and we're like, they should probably get out of the pool. And nobody told them. And they probably well, stayed. They eventually you know, got out. Oh, okay. I would... I mean, it was thundering, so why would they have to be told exactly? I mean, if you can hear the thunder, and it sounded close, it wasn't like distant thunder. Yeah. Well, and these things are like popping up quickly too. I mean, sure. it was like it it rained for like two minutes and it would disappear from radar. But that's what we always say. That's what the National Weather Service always says when thunder roars, go indoors because thunder doesn't just happen, happen by, by itself. itself. It was right. just the other day. There were cloud to ground lightning strikes happening miles away from any precipitation. Oh yeah, way. I mean, way from the precipitation blobs. Yeah. Like, what's that lightning strike way right. ten miles away from there? Grayson can tell you the rules of, like, the rides and stuff. Like when they shut down, mm, like how far yeah. away the lightning has to be before. I mean, not, it's got to be still pretty far when they'll shut everything down. Well, and to give people time I mean, to come indoors, especially and, Whitewater. I mean, Whitewater used to like say, you know, yeah, we're closed. Silver Dollar City would close. I remember that. There, there's certain rides that they can't. He said that if it's raining, they'll still run all of the go karts as long as there's no lightning. Yeah, they'll still run them all except the. Is it the wooden one that gets slick when it's right. wet? So they have to oh, shut okay. the wooden one down. Well, see that makes if it's just rain. The others, if it's just raining, they'll keep going as long as there's no lightning in the area. Yeah, and it's in in whitewater too. If there's no lightning, yeah, yeah, and so anyway, will run certain rides. Like I've been on rides before when it's raining. If there's lightning within ten miles of Silver City, the only rides that will operate are uh, Fire in the Hole because it's indoors, kind of. Oh, okay. That might be. And you sure? One more. There oh, was, positive. It, it was okay. the. It's, I used to work there. It's the shootout, oh, yeah. isn't it? The great shootout that keeps going. Yeah, well, but it's water though. The puffaloo. Well, so but, is the fire uh, in the hole, but <laughs> it's yeah, indoors. But they can shut off. Uh, they don't even allow you in the cave when there's ten mile lightning within ten miles. In the cave. I think you'd be cave. safe in the cave. Why, you may ask? Oh, because the cable car to come back out. Well, there's several reasons. Okay. All that is steel that's coming and metal coming from the uh, oh, outdoors the huge all the way there down. There you go. Plus, if they were to lose power, they'd be trapped down there and not be able to get back out, you know, with in the dark. Wow. You don't want that. Well, see, at the showboat, I mean, if it's if it's not a severe storm, they a lot of times they'll go out. The wind has to be gusting over, I think, 20 five knots or something and they won't go out because they don't have enough power to get back but if it's just a rainstorm yeah they'll go out there there's different then it's, weather phases at all the yeah. Persian parks they have phase one phase two right phase, so two the a, phase two b you know and and more rides shut down with every phase because you know one's just rain one's storm uh, yeah. one's yeah. stone tornado you don't want to face through you don't want to see that because uh, oh, you know no. we're, we're wiped off the face of the earth well no we don't want to be out in the middle of the lake Right. That would be uh, ungood, I think. Uh, something else, and uh, I mean, we just went right into in other news. I mean, this is all in other news stuff. Um, I think this whole podcast has been in other news. In other, <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I, oh, and I'm going through puberty, <clears throat> so let me let me talk right down here. <laughs> no, uh, Alaska had a seven point. Not, I mean, a little off Alaska, uh, seven point eight on the Richter scale of an earthquake. Which they called shallow because they said the actual epicenter where the quake happened was like six miles down. And that's not that 
that's that's shallow. That's for, shallow, right. yeah. And uh, they issued a tsunami warning. They said that about and a shallow quake is usually the ones that trigger the tsunami, and so they immediately just issued a tsunami warning. I think Weather Nation had a video where the tsunami. Uh, uh, Kevin shared it to his page from Weather Nation. They from Alaska uh, fired the tsunami warning sirens. And uh, yeah, but they but when they realized okay that this did not make a tsunami, then they they canceled it. Now you know. Speaking of location, this is along the Aleutian Islands. Yeah, the biggest city would have been Anchorage. And I got well, that's in the Anchorage, Southern uh, Il- uh, Illinois, <laughs> southern, <laughs> close Southern Alaska. Right, right, right. But it's like, well, Anchorage had been the biggest city, and they, they mentioned that on CNN. But then I was like, wait a second, and I got a, a, the map out. That's 550 miles from Anchorage. That's nowhere near Anchorage. Yeah. But since that's you know, you think of Alaska, you think everything's you know close together, and it's not. Right. That's a long distance. But uh, the Aleutian Islands are not. Uh, well, they get earthquakes often. In fact, they have the largest earthquake on in modern record in the '60s along that area, about the same area that the earthquake struck today. Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. they, they 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 get them for sure over there. Now, did you know that the earthquake this morning was actually picked up nine minutes later this morning on a, a seismograph in southeastern Oklahoma? Isn't that cool? Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. It was picked in up in Oklahoma? Oklahoma nine minutes later. So, you know, the vibration oh, took nine minutes man. to get there. I thought that was pretty cool. It, it is cool. I'm I'm actually, I'm listening to you, but I'm actually looking uh, for Weather Nation. Uh, I'm, why isn't my phone? I, I was wanting to play the tsunami warning sirens. Uh, weather. Is that legal? Uh, well, if they did it, yeah. <laughs> On a podcast? Well, yeah, because uh, I guess. Why not? Okay, people. So we're going to play you something. Well, <laughs> this I mean, is not real. Remember well, how people got fined for playing the, the yeah. uh, EAS yeah. tone? Here. Now, this is Alaska. I'm looking at. It sounds like a whale. I'm not sure. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, I said Homer, Homer, Alaska. I, I'm playing this off of my phone. But no, this is because it's... That's the... Th- oh, they're talking. Yeah, it's a tsunami warning sirens. What's it say? I wonder. I don't know. That's, uh, that sounded like creepy, scary, like a horror movie. Well, yeah, if you, if a tsunami is coming, I mean, oh, it, people don't know what a tsunami is. Please Google it. And it's spelt weird. It's spelt... T S U N A M I, and it's but the T is silent. Tsunami. It's a Japanese word, which I think means big wave or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's what I've read. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're not familiar with a tsunami, please Google it. Please look on on. There's uh, some videos of tsunamis. And oh, YouTube. Yeah. I didn't realize it was an actually entire town be destroyed in oh, seconds. Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. It yeah. was the first thing I read this morning. It was the earthquake and there's a tsunami, but you know, local Alaska time, it hit it. 10 o'clock last night, mm. which was would have been one twelve a.m. our time this morning. Alaska time? Our time this morning was 10, 12 p.m. last night, one twelve a.m. here. Okay. 2, 12 a.m. Eastern time. So, 
So whatever, whatever. Uh, I guess Alaskan time is just called Alaskan time, right? Is that well, yeah, it's, it's three hours. Time? I think it's three hours. Yeah, because well, Hawaii it's... is like five hours or something. Anyway, it struck ten, ten twelve p.m. local time in Alaska. Okay. Wow. No, you do not want to be in a tsunami. I but the, the biggest, I think, the most well known harbor wave. Harbor wave. Okay, I knew it's like big wave or harbor wave or something. Yes, thank you for like. See, I got to give you one of these. Hang on. Uh, I can Google like anybody. Well, I know. Where's my applause? Oh, there. Yeah, I have to get one of those. Thank you for looking that. Yeah. Yeah, harbor wave. They're sometimes incorrectly called tidal waves, which is not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't say tidal. This is like a big wave or something like that. That's really, really anything below seventy kilometers mm-hmm. is considered a shallow quake, according to this. Really, so six yep. miles would be way into the shallow. This says it was actually seventeen miles, according to the United really? States Geological Survey, which is twenty-eight kilometers. Anything below seventy kilometers is considered a shallow quake. Then the Weather Channel was wrong because that's where I got it. It's six either, miles you know, from the Weather Channel. It's, it's the Weather Channel versus you know CNN. They're in the same city, actually. Atlanta. I have to give a boo. Well, are they? You know, I, well, I know CNN's in Saint in in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. They're both in yeah. uh, Georgia. Yeah. So. Oh my god. There was there were twenty aftershocks late Tuesday and early Wednesday, ranging from magnitudes from 2.8 to 6.1, which is still pretty good size. Six, magnitude 6 is a pretty big... Yeah. <laughs> wow. I would think of uh, an aftershock would be like a 1 to 2, you right. know, or maybe a 3 if you get a strong, but a 6, that's like another earthquake. That's a, yeah. Sure. Holy cow. But there's not a whole lot of things to destroy out there. In that area. Uh, no, no, there's a, no, but still, I mean, you do not want to, if a big old tsunami happens, mm. mm-hmm. anyway, uh, something I forgot, I wrote down here, uh, during the weather school, we looked for, at the average high temperature for Springfield. Now we don't have an average high temperature for Branson, but hopefully, uh, when we get enough data <laughs> from our weather station and weather station around here, we will have an actual, um, Average high for Branson, just to add a degree or two, I think. Anyway, uh, for Springfield National Weather Service, the average high from from now through August sixteenth is ninety degrees, which is what that's what I was thinking. It's like we don't get really much above ninety, if at all. Uh, it starts going down. August seventeenth is eighty nine, and by the time we reach August thirty first, our average high is eighty seven. So, uh, in Back reference to what the uh, Climate Prediction Center was saying, which was below, if we're below average, well, we're talking 80s, which kind of coincides with what the models are kind of saying. So that that makes total sense to me. And it happens. I don't know what causes it, but it happens. I am ready, I tell you, for August to be... And I'm going to be serious for a minute. Sure. Weather serious, not that... Weather this serious. isn't serious. That's we're not really talking serious. about weather deaths <laughs> or anything, but... In all honesty, okay, we and Oklahoma and parts of that area, you know, a couple of weeks ago they were like, "Oh, it's going to get hot. We're going to get into a hundreds." We have not reached one hundred yet this year. Oklahoma has not reached one hundred this year. Of hundred, well, that, more. well that's not, different, right? Yeah, right, but air temperature, temperature. But right? Nowhere in Oklahoma or Oklahoma City and Tulsa and uh, here in Springfield, we have 
none of those areas have hit 100 yet. Triple digits, yeah. And we might not if it cools down in August. I don't think we are. So, I don't think we're going to hit triple digits. Yeah. Unless something bizarre happens at the end of August, and I'm not seeing that. I mean, even if we're just above average, like I said, the, the highs on the second half of August are below 90. So even above average could be 93, 94, which is what we've been experiencing the past couple of weeks. You know, um, the the thing I'm looking for, though, if if and when I think it's actually excuse me, I think it's actually going to happen is uh, when this cooler weather comes in, it's Canadian driven. So I'm hoping it's even drier. You know, I mean, if we get even mid to upper 80s with drier, it's going to feel like a completely different season, I think. It's it's going to be wonderful. It's going to tease a lot of people. See, yeah. my 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 fear is, and it's actually becoming reality, is the drought. Yeah. So we don't want that. It might be cooler, and that might tell or make people feel a little better, even though it's not necessarily better. Right. They'll think, oh, it's cooler and no rain. Because well, we got to have that rain. Yeah, just occasion. Just give us like an inch, half an inch yeah. a week. Now these little rainers that came through last night, where we got half an inch, they're great, but it's just a <laughs> tiny area between me, my house, and your house that got that. You know? Oh yeah, and and, and West Branson didn't receive anything. Right. I mean, yeah. These so they don't poppers count. don't count. They don't right? count. <laughs> they're nice if you yeah. have plants in your own yard. Yeah. But they're not gonna affect the entire area or if you need to water the birds like my mother does fill that bird bath back up then we can actually get something yeah we need something organized and and it would be nice to have a big old strong master blaster with winds and hail and lots of rain come through but what we need is just a day of just a nice soaking rain well let's let's talk about that and let's talk about what could happen right in the perfect world the uh what the the new tropical storm, the G? What's his name? A uh, uh, Gonzalo. Uh, it's now, it's that, on our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shoot, this is the Gonzalo, seventh, yeah. the seventh named storm of the year, and it's the earliest seventh named storm we've ever had in the history of named storms. And we're getting ready for the eighth one. Now this is going to go up through the. Caribbean, and it may not turn right up to the east coast. It may keep going up into the Gulf, and in a perfect world, that's going to keep going up and and rain us for two or three days straight. And wouldn't that be nice? I like hypotheticals. That would be what I would call a drought buster if that were to happen. Totally agree. And that would be in a perfect world if everything went how. I would want it to go. Will that happen? Probably not. But mm-hmm. that is hope of busting the drought with something like that happening. Exactly. And we're not talking about Harvey, which no, Harvey no, no, went no. to and jumped fifty seven inches. No, right. no, 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 no. That's 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 not a drop buster. That is like a, a bad That's a big pop up. That's a big <laughs> pop up it just sit there. <laughs> but and I don't know what's after Gonzalo. 
It would be the H thing. I mean, it's a, I, I saw it today and I can't remember. It was uh, like, you think, but yeah, but this thing in the Gulf, it's still, which I mentioned in the Tropic update, it's a big red X. It's going to become an official name storm at I some point. I sent you the uh, WPC, Weather Protection Center, yes. seven day uh, QPC today. And, yeah. and it had parts of the Gulf along the Texas coast in the 10 to 15 inch rainfall. Oh, I know. I mean, but it didn't go north. It just kind of was but there. This is, only goes out seven days, so maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe it doesn't go north until day eight. Who knows? <laughs> right, right. It, it, and the steering thing. It's something to watch. It, it's definitely something to watch, but he, he, here's the thing that's kind of depressing, though. I mean, if, okay, think of the, glo- not global, but think of the, the national weather pattern. If that Canadian stuff does come down, it will suppress it from coming north. So maybe that's one reason at this point they haven't extended any of that rain. I mean, they have what Branson in what quarter to half inch. It's you know, not, not much from right the storm. Now. Not from the storm. We're talking that's just kind of their broad brush. Oh, you get a popper here and there. There you right. go. But this storm. Uh, very interesting. I'm curious to see what they're gonna say by this weekend. And I'm curious to see what the H is, because I the the way this is I looking saw it today. It's, it's going to become well, now wait a minute. It's it's will it become an invest first? Because now it's a red X. It'll probably be kind of an invest. Yeah, I will. And probably within the next twenty four four hours, I would guess. Some, if something. It's not already. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, the eleven o'clock. Ooh. Well, it's past ten, so it's kind of the eleven o'clock. Well, during during the weather word of the week, which is coming up, H is that. going to be Humberto. No, Hannah. That's, oh, that's Han- oh, Hannah, that's Humberto right. Humberto was last year, wasn't it? Because Hannah Hughes. Hannah Hughes, our, our uh, wonderful uh, violinist and vocalist at the Hughes Brothers Theater, which is doing her mission right now in Nevada. She will be back soon. Hannah. Did you know in the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet? Just for a moment. He's looking at Shara on this. That's Shara's looking at me I was like one of my... She was paying attention. That's a Hamilton lyric. Oh. It's actually a song called Hurricane in Hamilton. She's oh, reading you were her, telling me about her that. Hamilton book right now. I was I was just seeing if she was listening. Well, That's because all. you and I are geeking out on yeah. the, the tropics or whatever. But she's going to have to... People out there don't need to know that I sit here and read another book while you guys do your thing. Well, why would you want to comp- continue li- listen to us no geeking out? I have no idea what you're talking when about. When Alexander <laughs> Hamilton was 17 years old, a hurricane came in and 14. S- 14. destroyed his, I, I ha- believe her. his town. <laughs> I believe her. Well, the lyrics say 17. Lyric- she's more of a historian now that she's a oh, Hamilton aficionado. I mean, <laughs> she has the book. He well, no, she has his mom book. that died when he was 14. Yeah, well... Destroyed his entire town, basically. But see, Cher's got it made. She's got the book, and she's got her birthday cake. She is set right I'm now. Set over here. Yeah, but guess and what? And I can tell when I'm being spoken to, and I look up. But guess what? It's time for it's time for the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week, and because it's Cher's birthday yesterday, and the word isn't Hamilton. And, well, you could say it <laughs> Hamilton if you want, but. Uh, <laughs> There's a hurricane in it. It's a weather show. It, it is a weather show. So, Shara, what is the Stormdar weather weather word of the week? <laughs> uh, there's two ways I could go with this. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with think think medical. I know that's what I wanted. To, I wanted to go with frontalysis, but I'm thinking weather. It'd be frontalysis or something. 
Their frontal, medical, fr- it would yeah. be from tolysis. Frontolysis. Well, yeah. Well, I was diagnosed with that one. I was going to say frontal lysis until you said go medical. I'm like, okay, so then it's frontalysis. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. I would say whatever way you can say it. It would be right, yeah. Frontalysis is how we're going to go. Okay, frontal. Wait, wait. Okay, frontalysis. (laughs) My birthday. I'm going to say it however I want. Say it however you want to. Okay, so frontalysis, what does that mean? The dissipation or weakening of an atmospheric weather front, the opposite of frontogenesis. Yeah. Now, that was tricky. You threw two words into one. I know. And that's the reason I put it because that's why I thought it was frontolysis. Frontogenesis because, because makes it does sound like more like frontolysis. So it would be frontogenesis. Right. <laughs> Is that right? Right. Well, we should be pros in this area because I, everything weakens before it gets here, right? These are well, your weather words, you guys. Well, no, let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why exactly I chose this word for this week. Uh, go back to reading your books here. Corny, I'm going to geek out with here. Me now. <laughs> no, I'm done with you. Go back to your your cake and your everything. This is great. We got to get a picture of her in here. Um, no, it's that big old OB, which is for our new listeners, outflow boundary that came the other day that was slamming towards Springfield, and it just passed Springfield and it just stopped. You remember that, Corey? Yeah, I do. Okay. It went through. I made a great graphic. You made a wonderful graphic, <laughs> but it went through frontalysis or frontolysis. Yeah. She's not listening, so I can say it however I want. Still <laughs> Let me listening. tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. These OBs uh, that go through everywhere. Yeah. Even though, and people don't realize this, you, even though you can't see it on radar, doesn't mean it's not still there and can't still spark thunderstorms. Right. You can have a thunderstorm. A decaying thunderstorm in Kansas City in the morning and nothing throughout the day, throughout the rest of Missouri. And that outflow boundary from that decaying thunderstorm sparked thunderstorms 100 miles away. Even though you couldn't actually see that outflow boundary on radar, it's still there. Of course. And, you know, radar scope's great. And, and and it shows outflow boundaries flying all over the place, but those outflow boundaries can last for hours and hours and into the evening mm-hmm. that you can't even see. Mm-hmm. And I try to look at. You can take your microphone out of the thing if you want. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, Corey's kind of leaning over with this. Like so, eating it over. You, you could actually hold it. Um, no, it, do it, you need to walk around the room, <laughs> honey? <laughs> well, I, I like walk to, around I, the green if screen. If I walk around, I can. My my brain works better. Well, then well, that is works, that works for anybody. Flowing. Yeah, get the blood flowing. Everybody's no, brain works better when they're moving around. You know, that's true. I think we're going off the rails now, aren't we? Are we Are we about ready to go off the rails? I just think you need headset mics. I, you, so then we can all pace around and talk to each other and wireless. look like it, wireless. Well, I have one wireless. Well, you know, if, if we get some more patrons that will support us on Patreon, that would be That would really be cool. awesome. We, we could, could get, get some these. equipment. And, and then we could actually uh, videotape us walking around the green screen with everything. We could do a video podcast, and everybody could watch it on Facebook if they We've prefer. done that twice, and it was, like, quasi-successful, so, yeah. 
I, I think people like. Then listening I would to have the to get dressed every week. Well, I couldn't I come know. to your house in my jammies. We're, we don't we're, want that. We're we're all in our jammies, and you you wouldn't be able to read your book because people say, oh, "What is she doing reading that book during the podcast?" And all the cake and everything. So we don't want to. And M and M's. Oh, M and M's. Yeah, Corey's got the M and M's over there, and dropping M and M's. Okay, I think we're about ready to go off the rails. So we probably better think about uh, ending the podcast. Uh, wrapping up. Uh, Going to go through some more hot weather. I mean, we're still in July, but we got hope on the horizon. Maybe by next week, next podcast, we will be cooler with a Canadian air mass. We'll just have to see. And watching the tropical update. And Corey's going to be watching the drought monitor and the WPC to see what the QPF. Well, I always is. watch the WPC, and it's right on our. It's on the severe weather page of our website. Yeah, you can just gander at that every day. It changes twice a day, every twelve hours, about three a.m. and or four a.m. and four p.m. Something like and that. And stuff. I mean, our website has got everything we talk about on the podcast it's is on, on our website. It's on there. I mean, you could drought not, to the hurricane to, is a hurricane center on there. Hurricane isn't on there. Yet. You need to add to get remembering Joplin we, off of there. We, we don't have a, a lot of hurricanes in this area just yet. No, it may change, but you know. But we, you know, we, yeah. Well, and I, I, I'm trying to make an. I mean, a there's probably a update. link on there somewhere in the links. But. Yeah, if you go to Quick Links, uh, those are the links that we use. All the time, uh, you go into it's a, it's in a menu, right? Yeah, well, it's in the drop down menu up the top under more info. More okay, yeah. So go to more info. It, it, it we have all all sorts of weather models, uh, the Storm Prediction Center, National Hurricane Center, National Weather Service. You get the area forecast discussion, the AFD uh, satellite. I mean, you got everything on there. So go visit that. Um, well, Shara, did you have a nice post-birthday reading your book and cake and stuff? I did. That's a pretty cool book. Did you see the pages, how they're kind of like... I did. Uh, I don't know what that would be like called. Like old papers. K- kind of retro, kind of like pre- uh, uh, pa- pa- papyrus. Pi- sure. What? No, what is that paper that they... Construction did? paper? Yeah. Constru- <laughs> yeah I don't know. The edges are rough. Like- yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's kind of kind of hard to say that on a podcast. Anyway, Corey, you got anything else you want to add over here? I do. Oh, oh well, dear. no, <laughs> it's not really adding. It's just read, read your book. Emphasize. I was think. I got to thinking okay. about the Alaskan earthquake mm-hmm. and how that was picked up by a seismograph in southeastern Oklahoma. And right. I got. I thought, well. Is there a website that lists where all the seismographs are located? And oh. believe it or not, I couldn't find it. Really? Yeah. So I was like, well, is there a seismograph in Branson or in the Ozarks or where is it? And the closest seismograph I could find is at the Landers Theater in the basement. Oh, right. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool because there's an actual seismograph in the basement. That's yeah. where the Springfield Little Theater does their plays. Yeah, which I've done uh, many years old, there. It's an old yeah. play. I mean, an old theater. It's an old Orpheum theater. I love it. Mm-hmm. And there's a seismograph in the basement there. But is that the closest one in Springfield? I mean, how yeah. far apart are they and how many are do we have per state? Uh, that's something that I would like to research someday. Okay. Because have you seen it? I could take you, I could take you down there. I've seen it. Well, I've seen video of it. Oh no, they know me up there. I'm I'm 
Oh. I'm a name. It's probably called the Randy Luna no. uh, Seismograph uh, no. Research Center. No, I well, I know people. Let's put it that oh. way. If I say I want to say we're stormed our way, I mean Beth knows that I'm stormed our way. It's like let's. <laughs> Shara is noticing some factual things on her. I'll book. explain it later. <laughs> no, I just found something that tied this to scandal. Oh, well, well that's our favorite show. But but I mean if if you ever want to see it live and go look at it I could just, I'll just call Beth like like Corey what and I are, are coming up look there. At live? The the seismograph in the basement of uh, Springfield Theater. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. We could do a video. We'll have to because I don't think there's any internet connection down in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in the basement. I've been in the pit. I've been all over that theater. So, but I would like to know: Are there others that we don't know about? I would yes. around this area. Who would we talk to? It wouldn't be weather service I'm people. I'm wondering if there wouldn't be one. I wonder if there's not one related to the core engineers along the dams. You think they would need to have some sort of? Is the earth moving at the dam? You know, they would need that information. Don't you agree? To some? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Level of, Lamar wouldn't know, would he? Would I wouldn't think so, but. Uh, I know who would know. Wait, who? Are you looking at me? Grant used to have a friend that. Do they still live here? Yeah, his dad is the head guy. He was at, at the Tabor. time. He wasn't at the time, but he is now. Oh, Please I sure say. Make he a wor- note. Talk I knew to he him. At the dam at He's the, time, the lead dude out there. And make a note and then take that with you. Yeah. So Give tomorrow, me a minute, I'll I come think up the with... guy, the kid's name was Brandon. No. Okay. Brett. Brett. Bob. Bart. Okay. Well, he's the head guy. It was guy a different last at name. At the dam. He's the superintendent of Table Rock Dam. Oh, well, then he he would know. He would know. Yeah, contact him. I bet they have some sort of... They would have to have that information. Oh, the earth I has guess. shifted. Because that would affect dams, right? Uh well, yeah, it would, but I I don't know how much of the of the uh, now what what is the dam system that would be geological that would be it's not Ar- Army Corps. It's, it's, I'm, I'm trying yes, to think of the they network. Still would have like like Hoover Dam and stuff. They, I mean, you they have still want to have that information. You know, yeah, that's why I'm saying talk to this guy, yeah. and then we'll make a big old post because I'm sure all of our dozens of listeners will be wanting to know. Oh, eight of them. No. Yeah, <laughs> we have lots of listeners actually. So I'm I'm thrilled with that. Yeah, please make a note of that. Is it Thomas? No, no, it is not. This is this is going to keep going well after the podcast. So anyway, I think we should probably wrap this up. Sherry, you good? I'm good. Okay, and Corey Corey's going to make a note. You good? I'm good. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. Uh, if when I find it there, <laughs> okay. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar weather podcast happy birthday shara